0: It's uh, great stuff. We both tried it. We both Dude, like it. it.
1: Is, honestly, and, God, I've been drinking nothing else for three months. I, you know, I think in like February, I tweeted saying I was having issues with caffeine and it was just like a jittery mess. And Greg replied to me like, well, just try this. If it's no good, I'll refund you. Uh, honestly, I haven't stopped since it's fantastic. I love it.
0: Go to no wave.co and use pod 10 for 10% off your order. That is N O O wave.co and use code pod 10 for 10% off your entire order. Hello, and welcome to the Brand Builders Podcast. I am Tom Brown. And I'm Matt Lady, and we're the co-hosts of this show. Each week, we'll have a casual chit chat about all things direct-to-consumer, thinking through our own problems and challenges out loud, as well as weighing in on current events and trends. We'll talk about fundamentals, we'll talk about new stuff, but that's what you can expect from the show. Uh, Tom, first thing up today is kind of bringing back a topic from a couple episodes ago is, or maybe even the last one is the move for some from WooCommerce to Shopify. And for context, I've been talking with three really good, it seems really great web partner options to help with the migration, rebuild, redesign, and launch the site on Shopify. And so I, I took to Twitter and asked uh, the lovely folks on Twitter uh, a few days ago, I asked, did a poll basically, and I was like, template or custom theme, the prices are pretty similar, and the results was 63% template, 36% or 37% custom theme. And we had a lot of good replies, responses, and I want to go uh, get your little take first without going too much further, and then I'll read some replies and talk about it some more.
1: Okay, man, let's do it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was last week we were talking about bigger agencies and smaller agencies that you were kind of talking to going both ways and the differences so actually this might feed into that a little bit again um me personally do i go template do i go custom i i would say it depends i think for 90 percent of cases and i would say probably in every instance for me at this point i would go template based like i'm i'm way bigger i'm way more of a fan of getting a template just so i can get up and running like fast and then doing a bunch of cro later and Sort of theme customizations further down the line. Um, I think if if money was no object, like if I had like fifty to one hundred k, I really wanted to spend on something very unique, very creative. Then yes, I think I would be leaning more towards something custom. Okay, but <laughs> that's not cool. a luxury I I've often had.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I hear you there. Um, what are you gonna lose? What... Uh, yeah, that's what a few other people mentioned. Like. I said price difference is like n- not a big difference like it's w- well within the same ballpark and mm-hmm. we're t- we're talking under 20k for all options. Okay, I'll just wow. give that ba- as a baseline. So there's t- there's two uh teams with uh templates and mm-hmm. there's one team uh for the custom theme. So I've I've been back and forth on this depending on who yeah. I just talked to that day. I'm like, oh, this sounds like a great option. I just got off the call with them. Like, this is great. I like them. I trust them. Cool, cool, cool. And then two days later, I, I talked to the other guys. I'm like, oh, wait, this is a great option too. Really, really so cool. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, that's good. I, I feel happy and excited about any of the last three choices because um, there's some more that I've kind of weeded out in between. Um, one of them was a template build few months longer and like 30 to 40 k minimum so yep. like just where we're at in cash flow and budget and um that's just a little out of the question even though i'm sure they do a good job so was kind of weeded out by default um so I, <laughs> I gave myself the weekend to think about it and like not like talk to anyone uh i, I did the twitter poll and kind of just like walked away and trying to like let it sit in the back of my mind and it seems like the template would be easier for me to use after the build and launch. Yes. And then, then I can go to any other designers and developers and people to work on the site much more easily. Because it's not this custom coded thing. Yeah. And uh, the custom build is like, dude, uh, you get a pretty unique site. It's what, like really differently designed. It doesn't look like a template. It doesn't look like anything else out there. It's like mm. much more on it stands on its own and some of the functionality that i'll need to use to install apps can be then built in through the custom theme and i save money each month on not paying for the apps so that's true that's kind of that's kind of like the the if i've dialed it down to like the two biggest reasons to go you know either way it's that yeah. and i'm currently leaning towards the template
1: Um, I guess that that makes a ton of sense. Like I would say a template will get you like 80% of the way there. And even, you know, if you find yourself like installing apps and you're, you're adding functionality through third-party apps, that is, I, I would argue probably something you could then go and get built custom and brought back into that thing for probably a lot less than you're going to pay for a complete custom theme from scratch. I've seen, um, I think, I think it was Ethercycle. I've seen do this a lot of taking like an out of the sandbox theme and customizing the heck out of it. Again, it gets them like, you know, that 70, 80% of the way there. And then it's like customized on top of that just for, well, you're right. Like one for speed, but two, because it, it is just more of a familiar interface for whether it's you or, you know, whether we're going like two, three, four years down the line, and it's the motion stepping back in, or it's someone new coming on board. Like it's just less of a learning curve for everybody typically.
0: Yeah. That's, oh, that's kind of like where I'm landing and figuring and dealing, like figuring that out. Um, I was, I think I was just so appealed by like this, like for the custom theme, like, oh, it's just this husband and wife team, they're designer developer. And it's the cheapest option out of the three. Like, uh-huh. and they have some amazing raving reviews. From well-known brands, especially in our Twitter corner. So, yeah. like, I was like, man, if uh, these guys, these guys, and these guys, like, I'd like and trust them and think they're way smarter than me if they they went that route. But mm. they might be further along than where Stumptown is right now. So, I think it's like, let's just do the template. Let's get over. Let's get that eighty percent of the way there. <laughs> Let's like get the the base line of apps. Like we talked about last week on um, go through all that stuff and then worry about custom six, 12, 18, 24 months later. Like, um, I know, I, I know a brand uh, that my friend is the head of growth at, and they are well beyond 30 million just on some basic template. (laughs) Like, so like, I know, like, I, I know it works and, and there's a few other people on Twitter Um, that I wanted to check out the replies and kind of just talk to them. Uh, Dave Rukic, who I I had on my other show, he said, I would start with a 2.0 theme and use a developer to add or edit site sections as needed. Yep. Wire up any meta fields to populate the site sections. And then Dan Gray responded. He's from Coton. Uh, I don't don't remember what it stands for. Uh, but the Coton supply, they like do ethical, organic apparel. And help do that huh. uh, it's like custom and wholesale um, for businesses like custom so he said yeah shoot shopify 2.0 should get you decent scale without the need for ongoing engineer support and that,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah i can say like, that is a big one that i would kind of come back to of what kind of after sales support you're going to get like again 12 24 months down the line yeah, you know, is this husband and wife i'm sure they're fantastic at what they do but like are they still going to be doing this in two years time you know you're going to be able to turn to them and say like this app's not working Uh, are they even going to respond
0: they may they may yeah so it's it's a good point right so and then kelly vaughn who used to run uh her own big like pretty big like yeah i was quite surprised by her yeah she but she changed directions in her life and career and shut down her agency or stepped away from the agency and yeah yeah tap room yeah that's right so 2.0 2.0 theme for sure. No sense in spending additional time on a custom build that'll require more support in the long run. A lot can be accomplished with an existing theme. And that's like, that's her saying that as a former agency, like owner, yeah. right? Um, Krista Darensburg, she's a UI UX designer. She's been at a few places, but I, uh, I think she got her start at Common Collective a few years ago. Um, <laughs> I remember following her from there. I'd go theme if you don't have full-time dev support. Um, you can't keep it with the component creation, uh, Corey Dobbin, he's not shoelace. He founder of Aaron advertising. So I think he still does freelance consulting, media buying, If it's the same price. The development is going to be deep enough to make that worthwhile. Long-term you can invest more in a dev that will basically create your theme, but that should, if it's any good, be more expensive than just a theme. So I think there's a few pretty good points here. Yeah. It's, it, it, like of all the people that replied, it's like all in favor of the template. And so yeah. it's not just like someone picked template and then like moved on with their day. There's like, of the people who applied, it's all like, oh, like I should listen to them <laughs> because they like took the time to think it out and respond yeah. to feel so passionately about their answer. It's not just like, whoops, I actually clicked on that poll. Okay, bye, you know.
1: No, and uh, this is this yeah. is folks that have been in the game for a long time too. I mean, Kelly is <laughs> a prime example. I think she's been in Ecom for what, five, 10 years, really? Like, yeah she's, she's kind of seen it all and seen like the Shopify 2.0 themes and the rollouts and just, again, I think like go back a few years, it was worth going custom because like there just wasn't that wide a range of templates that were good. Yeah, I think that has changed a lot.
0: Yep. And then Paige said she just paid a developer a bunch of money, custom work right before uh, (sighs) 2.0 came out. And she's like, I wish I didn't, I didn't know. I wish I could take that back, Wish I didn't do that. So (laughs) Uh, all signs are pointing towards template from smart people that I trust and mm-hmm. are my public board of advisors. Uh, I trust you a lot, <laughs> and so you're saying that I think it's, I think it's good for me to like kind of make the template call. And between the, those two agencies and teams, man, uh, one of them is actually um, super small consultancy like almost, and mm-hmm. one is slightly bigger, but. Is part of the tiny family that Andrew Wilkinson runs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, they probably know what they're doing. And like, I know they Andrew do. is like, those kind of knows... cool into that yeah. relationship too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, obviously, like, yeah. Um, so the, the pricing is one to two grand difference. Um, but okay. like, like I said, so that's not really a, a big factor for my decision. It's close enough and within range and we can pay over the next two or three months so we can break the payments down. Um, So it's not like we have to pay that lump sum up front. So I think it's just uh, easier to go. I'm trying to dream big and think big, but like I think the logical next step would be to just go (laughs) (laughs) like, oh, let's just get to Shopify, start on a template. Like it might just get you everything I want and need. Mm-hmm. And um, we can I can worry about the custom stuff later. So yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's my decision. And I think I know which one between the two I'd go because one of them was like, oh, we can start, we can start in four weeks,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so like end of October. And then the other one's like, we can we just had a client drop out for October, and they're going to start later. We can start now, <laughs> and oh, wow. so I'm like, ah, that's that's pretty appealing <laughs> because. Oh, wow. I have a lot of band. I have a lot of bandwidth to mm-hmm. take care of this stuff and like not be the roadblock for an agency or consultancy. But yeah. In coming from an agency and freelance background, the last seven years, like I know how to project manage and like communicate and not be the roadblock. I'm not mm-hmm. just going to randomly go missing for four days and not <laughs> respond to them. like, oh yeah, here's my scattered feedback and like not answer their questions. Like that email's coming in, I'm answering and pushing it back to them within hours. Like yeah. if not sooner. Like um I just see all the potential low hanging fruit and I just want to like go pick it. You should want to go. Yeah. I just want to eat some fruit, man. So um I think that's I think I made the decision with the the one that can start sooner. And he's actually yeah. uh an ex Shopify customer success success manager. And he okay. worked with a b- bunch of plus stores and c- clients and uh, he pretty damn did. familiar with what he's doing. Yeah. And so like he, he was one of the only ones to ask more specifically about the numbers and like metrics and like, you know, mm-hmm. the actual end result like that versus yeah. yeah, we can help with the migration. We can make it look better. We'll get it launched in this amount of time. I'm like, Oh no, he like, he understands like, it's all about revenue too. And you know, Growth, okay so.
1: interestingly was was the the guy that's actually paying more attention to the metrics and actually digging into the weeds is that bigger or smaller 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 that's what I figured yeah yeah I, I yep. think that is as much as like the, you know, the the tiny or the bigger agency appeal is always there because yeah you feel like you're gonna get good support I also, I swear to God like the boutique guys and girls they do pay
0: way more attention yeah they're, they're invested in it more yeah, so he's like, yeah, right. I agree. Like, I feel that. And I've just felt that. He's like, oh, yeah, here's a competitor you might have missed on your list. He, yeah. like, sent that to me. I'm like, oh, cool. Um, and he's the project manager. Like, hmm. so I talk to him. I don't have to talk directly to the devs or designers or copy people. And that's that's copies, like, all that stuff's included, too. Wow. And so I'm like, oh, okay, like, I only talk to one person. <laughs> and it's Mom, this guy can- who who I talked to (laughs) for like an hour is just supposed to be a 30 minute call. Uh, Asked about the numbers and like, oh, your conversion rate's only this. Like your, but your AOV is that. Cool. I I think we can like help bump that up. And uh, he understood like more about, oh yeah, all the slow hanging fruit context I was giving him. I'm like, our ads are mediocre. We've never done email, all this stuff. So he was pretty excited. So I think, I think I have the right decision made. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I don't think I can go wrong and like, it would go horribly with any of them. So,
1: yeah, no, but it's, it's kind of cool. You found someone that, that aligns with what you're trying to do, man. It is makes a big difference. Yeah. makes the whole yeah. thing go
0: 10 times easier. Yep. So, uh, I think that's, I think that's about it for that one. And we can, uh, change gears a little bit and I want to ask you and get your take and I'll reply and, you know, chip in and share my stuff too but how to prioritize and optimize what levers to pull, what buttons to push. You're a brand founder. You're probably bootstrapped if you're listening to this show. Um, You don't have all the money and time in the world. (laughs) It's this constant battle of time, money, and resources, skill. You know, like, Tom, how should we try to start to guide brand founders or people that work with brand founders and Mm -hmm. how, to think about how to keep like what just what to do each day like what yeah. pieces of the puzzle ads website email organic social seo fulfillment customer service financial like there's so many categories and so many things to do like you can't always do them all every day so how how do we like plan ahead and help them think about this stuff
1: you can't, man. I mean, I, I think it, you're right. It depends on like what stage you're at. But let's assume for folks that are bootstrapped and are just getting started, you right, have like a little bit of traction.
0: Yeah. Let's well, just say uh, for like argument's sake and context's sake, yeah. you're you're at around 500k in revenue. So, yep. so for like okay. the last 12 months, so you you're probably maybe running some ads. You've got some email going, hopefully. Yep. Um, you've done some organic social stuff, like you probably have your supply chain figured out and you're able to like getting ready to start scaling up some more is kind of, I think would be helpful.
1: Makes sense. Okay. Like assuming you're profitable. I think genuinely the first thing I would do is go and get an audit done. (laughs) I'm not plugging them just because, but like genuinely, like I have had such an insane amount of value out of the report that we've had done. Um, actually that was last year. And I think I kind of mentioned before, just like the, the immediate impact we have by just implementing everything they told us to do. Um, I'll be honest, I, I dragged my heels for a couple of months just trying to get that across the line. Um, I didn't push it hard enough. We had a developer lined up and to be honest, I just dropped the pool and stopped going back to him. Um, but once we did, honestly, honest to God, it was like night and day. Should have implemented it months earlier, which
0: go on. So, uh, when it's night and day, what, what is night and day? Is it a conversion rate, average right. order value? Yeah. Um, less customer service, like tickets, like less questions because it's more smooth and like, yeah. I mean, I I can't say that we tracked like tickets, but certainly like conversion
1: rate, average order value went up. Um, Side speed was down dramatically. Uh, We actually kicked out a bunch of apps just by like removing Like, we had, we had definitely overcomplicated aspects of the website. You know, there was like large blocks of copy because we were only trying to over describe things and communicate too much and tell a story with everything. It was like, cut that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, again, you know, with the, with the the car, like there was, there was certain things that we took out, which again improved conversion rate. And I'll be honest, I was, I was kind of adamant that they wouldn't work and everything did. (laughs) <laughs> like there wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't a single damn thing that I looked at. I was like, oh, this is worse. Like not one. Wow. So from like, you know, like we could have spent months kind of AB testing so much stuff, but I think it was, it was almost easier to just go get the report. Yeah, It was painful at the time to sort of spend that money. Not really knowing like, was it going to provide value? But I, I can tell you in a heartbeat, like
0: absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so there, as of right now, their pricing is 2,800 for a three to four week report, turnaround time. <laughs> And then like 3,500, if you add a collection page or something, um, as well. So that for brando brand the size we're talking about, that's a decent amount. Uh, like that, that might be like, uh, your net profit for a month or like, it might, you know, might be half of your net profit. So it's like, oh man, like I have to order inventory and keep that up. I have to keep spending on ads to keep making money. So it's. You can't, it's hard. you can't just like shut it down and like, okay, I'm going to do this because then, yeah, it's just difficult. So but what you're saying is if you make that investment and you actually implement the changes, mm. uh, you'll end up making more money, just doing what you're doing already. Exactly. Like, you don't have to spend more on ads right away after no. that. Like, you don't to anything it'll else. be more, it'll be more efficient yeah. uh, across all parts of the funnel you'll collect more emails. You're going to, you can like make more money off that. So I think that's a great uh, first step. And like, it's so cool. Like how they made that service. And like, that's all they it, do. That's it's, it's, phenomenal. Like, it's oh, it's, <laughs> it's so cool. Like, th- like no one's like, I don't know of any services like that before them. No, um, I don't. And I know of CRO agencies and I know of testing agencies and it's different stuff, but this is like a, productized service. It's like, this is all we do all through.
1: And it's yeah. like,
0: there's focus. So it's really neat. I'll be honest, like the, the
1: biggest thing I loved with Audit is they were not doing the work for us. So, you know, we did the report and like, it's not like they were selling us. Yeah, there was no mm. bias. They weren't trying to get work in. They weren't telling us that like, everything is broken and you just spend 20 grand to fix it all. It was like, here's your report, we're done. <laughs> like there was there was no follow-up sales. It was like, if you want to take like, our suggestions based on all their experience across the team, have at it. If you don't ignore it, but like there was just, there was no pressure. It was kind yeah. of nice. It was just removed. There yeah. wasn't that bias.
0: No, that's, that's a really good point. Um, there's all, a lot of times as a freelancer and consultant, and I've, I've seen this from agencies I've talked to, read about, heard about people, other people I found, uh, it's like, oh, I'll do a free audit of your account before we talk. So then I can like have context. And then everyone is like, always like, well, not everyone, like 80 to 90% of people are like, oh, these are like all the things wrong with your like site or your ad account. Here's yeah. what I would do, or I can easily make this 3X. And it's just like, well, dude, you just looked at the ad account. Like you don't know anything about the, no the business and like what they've tried in the past. And you probably just looked at the last 30 or 90 days and like, yeah. there's no other, you, you have to. Consider all the other things going on in the world and like, oh, maybe they had supply chain issues and the ROAS shot down because their top three items that like their best sellers that account for 80% of sales yeah. were out of stock and it was stuck on the port for two, like two months. Uh, like, there's so many things that you just don't know from that brief look at this ad account. And like, yeah. I was like guilty of that too. Like I'm not going to lie, but I, I, never went as far as to say, I can guarantee this, or you need, you must do this, or this is like always wrong. Mm -hmm. I just tried to be like, Hey, this is why I think about like this setting or this attribution window, or I think about this campaign or this ad creative. Here's some ideas of maybe how we can iterate or change it. So, um, I like how you brought that up because brand founders, like a lot of, a lot of brand founders are first time people just like, you, you know, are. they figured out the product part and are trying to figure out the rest of the business. So they're just like, oh, this guy sounds like they can help me. Cool. Yeah. But genuinely audit, uh, we need to talk to them about sponsoring this show or, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> or getting, uh, giving us an affiliate link at least, um, cause That was genuinely one of the things I wanted to do. Mm. Um, Some people said to do it before the site transfer. I think I'm going to wait till after at this point. Yeah, I think Uh, I would. Yeah. So I'll get like six months to eight, nine months of Shopify data and Mm -hmm. like really just let it like see how it works compared to before. Like the mobile site's going to be better. The load speed's going to be better. The customer experience is like, You'll be able to add stuff in your cart if we just, if you got the queen mattress, you'll get the queen topper and queen protector, like added right there, and you don't mm. have to go back and click and add it. Like it's insane, like how many people are actually taking those things still, <laughs> without like that functionality. It's like fuck, it's like five or ten years old like website. It's yeah. a, it's a stuck in the past, but it's still works on the checkout page. That's the so. thing; it still sells. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm just like, cool. I think get the template, say, wait on the audit, do that a little bit later. Um, yeah. And then I'll see. Okay. So that's what your suggestion. It's like, one of the first things to do is like, do the audit. <laughs> if you think that your site and your experience is holding you back, save you. Yeah. What, what other questions or factors could we include that would be like, cool. An audit would be right for you. Like, is it a conversion rate benchmark? Is it like, you have high ad click-through rate and like low con- site conversion, like, cause still like 2,800 to 3,500, it's like a decent it's, amount. It is. So i uh, just trying to help people kind of give them a little more guidance, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think when the stage I was at, like,
1: you know, we, we had a site that converted, we were selling, we were profitable, you know, the business was growing, but you know, I, I knew just from like looking at customer tickets, if nothing else that people were coming in and like, they had questions that we should, like we were answering. But were not being communicated effectively on the site you know the faqs were full of this information or you know, the data was on the product page but people were not reading it it was not being communicated in a fashion that seemingly was not clear enough so that's kind of when it started getting in my head and i did i then started looking at it i'm like okay if let's say i'm just going to take this i'm going to put it on american express card and i'm going to pay it off over like, like 60 days like is that an investment i can make assuming like even if the improvement like get off this audit report just breaks even you know, so if I'm going to spend three grand, can I make in theory, like what is the bump that I need in conversion rate? And is that then a realistic bump? You know, if we're saying I'm going to go from like maybe 2% to two and a half or 3%, like what is the, the profit difference on that? You know, does that cover the cost of the report? If yes, then I'll do it.
0: And it seems like it's definitely seems like it was well worth it. Within uh, weeks. like, Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's, that's good. And a good way to think about it too. Um, and I don't know if like the newer other cards besides American Express, like the Parkers of the World, they have the sixty day, day, day payments. Yeah. Like maybe that's like cool. Like it's a calculated uh investment, like you're saying. It's not I don't want to you like make people think they're gambling with their business no. and money. But um, you know, like no. you got sixty days to pay off two to three grand, like it seems uh it seems like at, when you're at that stage or if you're a little bit above that point, it's I think it's yeah. and it's a one time thing. It's not a recurring cost.
1: It is. It's it's one off. And I think it's it's the hardest part, I'll be honest. Like when we're also used to just Facebook ads, I'll be honest, where it's it's literally like a slot machine. You know, I put one dollar in, I get two dollars out constantly. And I just turn the machine up every day. As opposed to something like an audit or a CRO, you know, a service where I'm spending maybe three, five, ten grand and I'm not gonna see the return on it for 30, 60, 90 days, it's, it's just changing that mindset of, you know, I've often had the same way of working like with freelancers or actually working with clients that were paying me and trying to have this conversation with them. Like you guys are spending a hundred grand a month on Facebook ads and you're arguing with me over three grand. Like, No,
0: what are we doing? (laughs) So a hundred grand a month. If you do the quick math, which we, we shouldn't do public math, but that's about three grand a day, if not yeah. a little bit more. So you take over the course of the month, you take down a little bit of spend each day. There's your three grand.
1: Yeah. And it's going to help
0: you be more efficient the next With month that, or exactly. like the next month or two. Right. So you can or you can spend even less. You can get the same revenue at 80 grand at yeah. 75 grand. And you, you didn't, like, saturate the audience or, like, have to go through creative and whatever. It's like, oh, we fixed a foundational thing with our site. And I love how you pointed out the customer tickets being, like, an indication of, like, well, we, we have that on the site. Like, that's there. It's on the product yeah. page. But it's how we communicate it. And there's... They're not supposed to be best practices, but I believe there are some best practices. <laughs> and so um they like that that team that's all they do they like do these audits for people and they've done this for clients in the past Mm -hmm. and it's like this spinoff of their main agency like this Mm -hmm. is all they 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 do so it's like if you're getting their opinion and their like expertise it takes them three or four weeks to do it they're not just glancing at your site and like a short report it's not, a, it's not an hour-long call where, we're like, oh, yeah, you should change this. you should, like To put into context, that's around how much we were paying the last agency that I've just let go of finally mm-hmm. for for like 10 grand of ad spend a month. Whoa. It was like 30% management fees, bro. And like oh. Google, uh, yeah, <laughs> and at, at that low spend, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, okay. And I talked to them on a call. I'm like, okay. I, I should have charged more as a freelancer consultant <laughs> was my first takeaway. And I'm like, okay, I know I can do better than, than these guys. And then the second was, yeah, I think I can take over Facebook. I have time. I know which Avenger from D2C Twitter I can call to take on Google. Because <laughs> I, I know Google at a basic level, but yeah. I and I could I could do it and like save that two grand a month, maybe uh, on management fees, but I think it's so miss managed and unprofitable right now. Like this is such low hanging fruit and like mid hanging fruit. And for the long yeah. Um since I took away the agency fee, I'm like, cool, here's some of that as the freelancer to get started. And I can, I, I, I know this guy, I trust this guy. Yep. Um, talked to him for years. And so I'm like, cool. And I just talked to him like once a week, once every two weeks and like, cool. Yeah, this is how Google's going this is all the stuff I did. Okay, cool. Sounds good, man. And then just like, you know, move on. Yeah. chat. So, um, okay. So there's a little bit of context. Number one priority you're saying is an audit if you're around that level. And I think that's a really good option for a lot of brands, maybe not hundred percent of the brands. Uh, we, we never try to speak in total absolutes, but (laughs) but you know, someone's always going to have a like use case or yeah, something. A quick note from our sponsor, just a little reminder that No Wave is the coffee for creativity, which us D2C folks need plenty of. Their signature flow state coffee is organic ground coffee with L-theanine. This is shown to help lower anxiety, improve brain function and sharpen your focus. Tom and I have both tried it and have made it our coffee of choice when cranking on ad accounts and planning for big events like black Friday. It's the perfect way to kickstart your workday, whether you're at the office or working from home, go to no and use pod 10 for 10% off your order. That is N O O wave.co and use code pod 10 for 10% off your entire order. So after the audit, what else or, what else would you recommend? Or what channels are you prioritizing? What levers are you trying to pull that will have the biggest impact? Both, Mm -hmm. you can say in the short term or in the long term, like you did with the audit, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's probably two that I would almost do at the same time. Um, One of which being influencer seeding and the other being SEO. Like, and I think influencer seeding is kind of short term. SEO is kind of the way I look at it, to be honest um and actually feeds like into more of a PR kind of mission and then SEO like I just I am baffled by how many founders and how many merchants do not even consider it as an option right. And like again I get it because it's it's a longer-term play it's not two in one, oh, sorry one in two out it's not just that slot machine feeling like it does take months if not years but once it's again like it depends on the business you're building like if you are genuinely building something that you want to last longer than a year or two and that you want to be evergreen and you actually want to stop maybe seeing your ad costs come down or at least like not getting more expensive, you know, just want to capture more of your segment of the market. I think SEO is still so underplayed really, really do. And again, I would take like five or 10% of your ad budget and put it toward SEO efforts. Exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was going to come back to that example of that past client of like hundred grand a month in spend, take one day, take like like two and a half days from the spend. And be like, here you go, SEO, freelancer, agency, consultant, whatever. Yeah. And start building. It's a building blocks. It is look building at blocks. That. It's not one in two out today, but you put the one oh, one 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 day, 20 one, out. one, yeah. one <laughs> 20 out with in no extra <laughs> cost. Yep, exactly. So I think that's a really good point and something I've been thinking about for Subtown. And I want to do, I don't want to figure, I want to figure out a way to do it. Like not with a big agency right away and kind of want yep. to just, you know, get started. Uh, cause they've done like nothing. And so I'm sure there's a lot of low hanging fruit. I can get away with like a SEO buddy and then paying like a content writer, like who's not amazing, but like knows the base and like the SEO guy, buddy can like help guide them and kind of manage that. And, you know, match the keywords with Google paid ads and all that stuff. So yeah. um, I think that's really good SEO. And then, so more about influencer seating. Uh, we talked about it before, but in case they haven't listened to that one, influencer seeding is essentially you reach out to a bunch of people that creators, uh, influencers, content creators uh, within your niche or within the topic of your brand. Mm-hmm. And you just say, Hey, uh, I love your stuff. I love your profile. I like what you're doing. I like this. Thing. I run this brand. I would love to send you free product to try it out. I am not asking you to post about it. Just one to start the connection off, the relationship off. And out of a hundred, fifty percent will open it or or even look at it. Some amount will then reply. Some of them won't uh, want to move forward. In ten to twenty percent, or whatever, I don't know. There's it, it kind of there's a, it's a funnel. There's a kid. So, yeah. yeah. So ten or twenty percent will say yes, they get the product. Five to ten percent of them, you get a post, and like they liked it so much, they were so impressed, they like ah, I'm gonna help these guys out. They gave me a free gift. Yeah, and there's a lot of, I think, I don't really know where I stand on it, but there's some like controversy and discussion around like you shouldn't be gifting people free stuff and like hoping that they post for it because they're they a business too and
1: all yeah, this true. sort of. stuff.
0: Yeah. So I think
1: it's honestly, it's a good point. I think the bit that people miss and it was certainly, I I might be completely wrong on this, but it was our strategy. We were, we would on average a month seating out to about 500 people. So we would reach out to 500 people. Um, and literally it was exactly as you say, like would love, yeah, love you creating genuinely. We've actually looked at your profile. We know a bit about you. We do follow you. We do engage with you. Um, we would just love to send you the product. Absolutely. No strings attached. Just if you like it, fantastic. If you hate it, give us some feedback literally that was the message so of those 500 we probably got about three to 400 a month that would say yes it was it was pretty high um of those we probably got about 50 percent on average that would then post something so we were getting sort of two to three hundred assets every single month of people posting and that wasn't really like yes it was great that we got sort of free content on the back of it but that wasn't really where we were trying to leverage if you like we've genuinely, were trying to find the people that love the brand and love the product so that we could then go onto like a paper post or some kind of contract model. We didn't just want to be paying people two grand a post that really didn't give a shit about the product. They were just happy to take the two grand and shout about it. Like that's not the people we wanted behind our brand. So it became a very quick way. And it, it even worked with like the ones that didn't post. It wasn't like there wasn't then a relationship with some of those, you know, they might receive the product, unbox it personally, love it jump back into our emails, DMS, tell us about like how much they actually enjoy using the product. All right. They didn't go and post about it. But that then led to the relationship of like, okay, well, what would it cost to bring you under contract? You know, what would working with you look like? What's the arrangement here? Like that, it just opened up the discussion. It wasn't that we were trying to take advantage of these people and get them posting for free. Like that wasn't the methodology. Again, it comes back to this like short term, long term. You know, if we got them to post once it was like, okay, we know that these people are interested in this product because they're talking about it without any incentive. Mm-hmm. What happens if we now give them incentive?
0: Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> the way you explained it and the, like that fr- perspective does sound like it's good for all parties involved, and you're not trying to manipulate or cheat anyone out of anything. Like, no, we were just trying I think to. Read it, out. I, Didn't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think because th- that's the other end of it. Like, man, I've I've had people ask me to post stuff for them or like. Be an advisor, but there's like a two yeah. month like trial period before you like get shares, and I'm just like, what a weird way to start. Like, uh, so Dude, I yeah. I had a guy,
1: and i be to, I struggle with this. I had a guy that reached out to me a couple of weeks ago, offering to sponsor my newsletter. I've never had a sponsor for the newsletter. Like, oh, that's just kind of cool. We start going back and forth on rates, and I'm like, well, what do you want to include? And again, he's, he he couldn't take like the th- thirty seconds. Yeah, you know, he's initially like led with the pitch of like, you know, love your content. I hadn't read a Dan thing. <laughs> like when I actually started talking about it, he didn't know anything about the newsletter. He didn't know where it was hosted. He didn't, like he wasn't on the list. I'm like, full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sucks, right? No. Ugh,
0: that's so ingenuine. Like, oh yeah. It's just so
1: disingenuous. It was like, okay, this is not a good fit. Like <laughs> as no, much as there's money being dangled in front of me, like I don't want to do.
0: And it's like, cool. Like I, I, I make up an ad, I plug it in. I like, take the money. Like it's not that much work if they're reaching out to you yeah. uh, and they actually know your newsletter they actually know the content and all this stuff. But especially if the brand or the SAS tool or wh- whoever uh, is like reaching out to you and starting off with like being disingenuous, like this is not a good start. Not <laughs> so <a> good start. <laughs> so I'm, I'm with you on that. Okay. So we got the audit. We got at the simultaneously. And this may vary depending on your industry and how cheap your products are and keyword, uh, competition or availability and the skills you have, or your surrounding people that you already work with, um, your connections. Right. So there's, there's a few, you know, a few factors to consider. So yeah, I think audit. Um, SEO, influencer shooting are all good options and it's not like you're just like pouring more into your Facebook ads or just like I'm just going to send more email campaigns like that. Those are levers and buttons to push but when you're trying to think short and long term mm. um, I think those are good options to consider and so it, it also depends on like I'll just add in like my two cents of definitely like if you know, like, if you know it with 100% certainty and you're a master of Facebook ads and you know you're spending as much as you can at that time and there's no like optimizations to make, mm-hmm. then cool. But having worked with a lot of brands in that r- range, yes. 500 to a million to 2 million to 5 million, I've worked with a ton of these small to medium-sized brands. Like I- I've never touched a nine-figure brand ad account. I've mm-hmm. only worked with six, seven, eight-figure brands, right? So just like, oh my gosh, this is this is why I saw with Subtown and why I'm so interested in the opportunity. Look at all this low-hanging fruit. Like I'm, a, I'm like a fruit maniac. I'm just like, there's so much <laughs> we can do here. Like they think they're doing, getting the most out of it. They think they're squeezing out the all the orange in the or, for the orange juice, right? Mm. But like, if I look at the orange, I'm like. It's still 80% full. Still, too much like, <laughs> yeah, hold on. So, all that being said, like, yes, we're recommending an audit and SEO an influencer. Yeah. Um, that's, well, that's why. Just a damn good point. It, like, yeah. if there's
1: more to squeeze from Facebook ads, Google ads, like, absolutely have at it.
0: <laughs> sure. No, no, no. Yeah. And I'm sure that was like in the back of your mind or like what you would say as well. But the way I framed the question is kind of like, what else? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so I kind of it's like this time versus money resource too. And like what skills you have. Yeah. Um, anyone, almost anyone can like find people and to like DM them for influencer yeah. seating. Yeah. And then it costs your product to send to them that it's like relatively easy to test, you know? Yeah. Um, and anyone can kind of do that. There's like, there's some, obviously some skill involved with like who to select, how you craft the message, how you build the relationship, how you form the agreements and, that's why there's influencer freelancers and agencies out there. Yep. But, um, yeah, no, it's just good. It's a good point and, and a good conversation to have. So those are some ideas of what else you can pull and push. Um, if you think you're already getting the most out of Facebook and email, um, and try to just, again, provide more pers- perspective on short-term and long-term mm-hmm. thinking. So last one, it'll be a, a little quicker than with some of those segments, Tom. I did a ton of digging on Stumptown's analytics and data, and this surprised me a lot. <laughs> I'm talking about time lag. It's a thing you can find in Google Analytics, and it gives you a report, it gives you a little breakdown of when people purchase within first interacting with your brand. So there's a few sets of days. And I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna ask you to guess what percentage of purchases this is year to date 2022. What percentage of purchases you fit in each bucket? So okay. uh, I will this, ask. This is for Sumptown. This is for Sump Town, So the my mattresses on the site that we have with the and I've told you all the basic ads and stuff. No email. So all that context. Mm-hmm. What percentage out of a hundred, so you I'll keep track of your percentage, um what you have left, what percentage Go. of purchases would you guess that come within the same day, zero days? Euro days?
1: Ooh. Okay, so I am I'm leaning two ways on this. One because it's a mattress, like it's a fairly big purchase decision, but I know Stumptown is not crazy expensive and I would imagine if you're at a point where like you're looking at new mattresses, you're already in pain. Like something's gone wrong. Either your back is killing you or like, it's just, it's time. Like so zero days. I'm going to say like, I'm gonna get 20%. Let's, let's go there. 20%. I think most people with no pun intended are going to sleep on it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was so awful. It's so good. I love it. I'm a big fan of awful puns. Okay. Moving on to uh, so you got twenty percent for zero days. So that's mm-hmm. within the first twenty four hours. They come to the site, they they buy it. Yep. This is now days one through eleven. So that first chunk of days after
1: the first day. I'm gonna go with like thirty percent.
0: Okay, thirty percent. Next set of days twelve through thirty. So it's kind of like the rest of the first month. Probably like fifteen. 15. Okay, so you have 20, 30, 15, so 65. So you have 35% left. So 31 to 60. So, like that's in that second
1: month. I'm going to say probably again, like 15% in there. And then I think the difference probably falling outside that 60 day window. Like I, in my mind, I'm kind of seeing like a lot of people making a purchase decision within a couple of days the kind of dip in the middle and then people finally make a decision after a couple of months. I okay. Think it's- so that'd be the last 20% would be yeah.
0: 61 to 90 in the third, like in the before th- three months is up. You going to tell so, me I'm okay. way off. <laughs> e- yes. Mostly. So I, and I'm assuming analytics is set up correctly. I'm assuming all the data sources coming in, right? This is not mm-hmm. including retail. This is just D2C online purchases. And it seems okay. that way. I matched the conversion value up in number of conversions with the WordPress WooCommerce site. And it was mm-hmm. very, very close. It wasn't exactly one-to-one, but was, was like, there's no way retail's is included in this. Okay. So I'm going to go backwards. Okay. I'm going to start the end and work our way up. You're
1: going to blow my and, mind.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. Because I it blew my mind and I, I'm not trying to make you look silly. I'm just... <laughs> Our gut,
1: reactions,
0: <laughs> our gut reactions are not always so trustworthy and we even us we assume things like we're not perfect we don't know everything mm-hmm. you're we're learning about to see as this. we go yep <laughs> and you're about to see it in real time okay Tom. For just for number number of, of, <laughs> you didn't, because if you didn't do this, then that's worse. Because then you're like, oh, I'm a guru. Um, just by my course, I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> for 61 to 90 days is 2%. Wow. Yep. Okay. So you, now you can start to see okay. where I'm going to go with this. 31 to 60 days, 4%. 12 to 30, 8%. What? 1 to 11. See, when I
1: said 115, I meant 1.5. That's totally where it was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Check check the tape. Check the tape. We have it. Uh, So uh, I have to add up 1 through 11, but it's basically 2, 3, 5, 7, 10, 15, 25, 27 basically doesn't add it up for you. Which means the balance falls on day zero. Yes. And that is 58%. I, I, um, I'm working in my, like at my house by myself. And I was just, I literally was just like, what the fuck? That can't be right. I was just like, what? Hold on here. But I like looked at different time windows, different date ranges. um, like, I'm going to go back for the last three years now and just check. But, dude, like, now, now tell me your reaction. And, like, you're tell telling me like, 58% Tom. of people buying a mattress buy it on the day they see it online. Yeah. And the last three years, Tom, it's up to 60% on day zero. That so, is extraordinary. Yes. And so I've had a little bit more time to think about it. <laughs> and I have a little more context. And I've looked at the accounts more than you. You haven't looked at the accounts. I, I just told you about zero. it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I didn't think this at all. I wish I had my guesses, but I only came up with this idea after I already discovered that data. So like.
1: Yeah. I keep looking I, at these numbers and looking back at you. I'm, I, this doesn't make any sense to me, but go.
0: <laughs> this is this is me for like half an hour. <laughs> just this, I was like, what? I'm like, I'm just, I keep saying to out, my, to out loud to myself. Are you sure? Like, are you serious, Google? Like, what? So, um, the closest one you got was one through 11. You said yeah. 30, and it was 27%. So, props to you on that one being very close. I got one. <laughs> but I, I swear, if I asked anyone, they would have said pretty similar stuff to you, and I would have been very similar because I would assume 25% zero days, right? Like you're yeah. saying. It's likely that cool, I need a new mattress. I need it. Oh, this one's pretty well-priced. I just got an ad. Cool. <laughs> or I just... I'm, I'm in Portland or in the area, and I Googled it, and my, the ad comes up. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I can just buy it. Um, They'll ship it to me. They're local. Cool. Or I, I've heard of them before. I don't... Whatever it is. But 58%, man. It's bonkers. That is huge. So that means 42% <laughs> comes one through 90 days after. And I think uh, with a tool like Triple Whale or probably Northbeam, mm-hmm. you'll be able to get beyond that 90 day window. And yeah. Yeah, I'll be able to tell more accurately, the like multi-touch journey a bit more and see how that correlates to paid spend. Yeah. So it, we'll see how different this changes over time. Uh, once I like, get yeah. on Shopify and pick one of those tools. Uh, Do they, I mean,
1: just even right now, like, are they doing much in the way of email collection or not a whole lot? Dude, like, is there a way to look at how long somebody's been on the list and then sort of run that cohort of when did they actually make a purchase? They, no. No.
0: No. Yeah, no, unfortunately, like, we've never asked for an email. They've never sent out an email campaign. Like, Ever? Yeah! <laughs> Good God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. I'm like thinking, cool, since we don't have any of these retention tactics or yeah. channels in place, if they're going to buy, they're going to buy sooner rather than later, because wild, if they don't make that choice in the beginning, how are we, how are they going to be reminded day 12 through 90? Do they just keep seeing the same ad over and over? Probably. And, but that's only 14%. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if you didn't buy the first time you saw that ad, you see, keep seeing the same ad or a slightly different one. Chances are. <laughs> yeah. So especially because this has been so, a lot of the ad spend has been so local focused mm-hmm. and only within like two states out of 50. So I'm sure like there's something messing up these numbers a bit, but like all of these things I'm like thinking about now and been sharing, I think this is like, What helps tell that story? Yeah, Um, like I think I think one through eleven or like twelve through thirty will get a lot more of that purchase share once Mm -hmm. we get the email flow set up, abandoned cart, um, send email campaigns, you know, stuff like that. And we don't we've never done a sale or discount ever (laughs) in like retail or online, Um, so. It's like if you like it, you like it and you buy it and then like you move on. So,
1: yeah, uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how those numbers change over like the first sort of three months once you've said you've got new Shopify site, emails, SMS, whatever else kind of going on. And yeah, a proper sort of remarketing strategy going on.
0: Yeah, dude. Dude, that is and wild. Cause, yeah, it's wild because, yeah, you're right. Wild. You're, it's so just wild. seeing
1: the ad on day one and then like that's all they're seeing. Yeah. If you're it's not big. being reminded of it, you're not, why would you come back? You might have the taps still open on the second day. Yeah. Maybe it's still in your head for a week, but yeah. By the time like I'm 20 days out, like yeah,
0: there's, there's nothing reminding me anymore. And to break down one through 11, a little bit more, yeah. it's 6.7, 4.5, 2.9, 3, 2, 2, 1, 1, 1, 1. So it does start dripping it's off quite dramatic drop off. Yeah. And then, so 12 to 30 is 8%, but that's, 28 like sorry 18 days
1: of 18 days so it's
0: literally all what under one percent and it varies a little bit up and down each day but dude you have time ahead of you I know. That, dude, that's... I know. And, I, like, this is all, like, this just reaffirming. Every time I look at a new thing, like, each day, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to, like, do this. When yeah. like, you keep talking this. about looking in fruit, like, now it's starting to make a lot more sense. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Dude, I where's my... I was doing some manual spreadsheet stuff today with uh pulling from Facebook and Google. Um Bro... Like, (laughs) just like, if you... Okay, the past agency did not ever do a purchase exclusion. So I have no idea, like, how much of it is click versus view. Okay. On Facebook. And Google, for the month of September, uh, month to date, the Google ROAS reported by their platform. Yep. 3.46. And it's been... 60 to 80% of that spend has been on branded terms. And so I went through 60 to a, 80% on branded. Ooh, come and on. And that's the return you're getting, right? So on Facebook, the same amount of spend about 5,000, mm-hmm. they're getting a, they're getting a 12x. Jesus. <laughs> and so <laughs> I look in the Google account. Remember earlier, I said I'm not a Google pro. But yeah. I look in there and I'm like, why is this curated brand? That's not a branded term. And it just has uh-huh. like $1,000 to spend this month with zero pr- purchases. And then I looked back for the whole year, like <laughs> the last 90 days. I'm just like, this has been like burning money. <laughs> so... <You didn't> <laughs> yeah. So... I just like all these numbers and doing it day by day and just yeah. seeing like how messed up it is. And like one day, uh, we will literally make more on Facebook alone than the entire store. Cause I pulled in the store revenue each day. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm thinking some of this has to do with the nonsense of conversions having to be sh- reported and show up later. Right. And yeah. so if I look at each day, oh yeah, casual 35X ROAS on the 20th, right? Like
1: when Apple just dumps a bunch of results straight to the account.
0: Yeah, like and yeah. Facebook uh, made ninety nine point four k right? But the whole store only made 4.3K that day. <laughs> Same day, Google only made 750. So it's like, this is me just trying to get a sense of like, how off everything is and like, yeah, just seeing if any trends, like and I even added like days of the week, I didn't dig into it yet, but is it like on weekends? Is it middle of the week? Like, mm-hmm. it's only one month so far, but, um, yeah, man, it's just been super fascinating to have like the time and space to do this and just, yeah, like, just go I'll through just it dig. all. Yeah. Get contacts, dig. There's no client yelling at me to like, why did our ROAS go down the last two days? <laughs> like, fuck if I know. Like, I don't know. So overall, the just based on ad spend and total WooCommerce revenue, the MER, like blended ROAS, mm-hmm. is six point oh three. Healthy, seemingly. Health, uh, even with our lower gross margins compared to yeah, other that's kind of got through my head. Still, still profitable. Like, but. Knowing everything I told you about the Google account, the Facebook account, no email, the website as it is, just like, like I don't, I don't need the audit right now. I just need to get to Shopify, just have them do the basics, start collecting email, do a buy or die sequence in like 30 days, offer them like a 10% discount at the end, maybe.
1: Yep. Okay. For anybody listening, if you are in (laughs) Matt's position and you are getting a 6X, don't even bother with an audit.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> yes. Good callback. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and like, you know, like MBR is like one metric to use and Blender yep. is one thing to reference. But if you're in growth mode and want to grow and scale and you don't want to just like limp along and this is like your, your only business, the only source of income and you're at that level, you probably have a lot of wiggle room. <laughs> You yeah. have more, you have more stuff in that orange to squeeze. You just yeah, got to go, f- go look at it or have like hire a consultant, hire a freelancer, hire, t- talk to a friend in the industry. And like, I think that's what we keep, uh, underestimating how useful it is to be active in the online community and meet people it across is. the world that like actually understand and know what they're talking about. And yeah. they're not, yeah, like we live and breathe this stuff and, if I, could, if I went to any of my friends or like people I know on Twitter and like, hey, can you look at this for like 20 minutes? Mm. And one Google Ads friend did. And he was, he was like, oh, I can't take this on. It's too small. But I'll give <laughs> you a free loom audit for 20 minutes. And he just went through and was like, this is wrong. This is wrong. Like, why the heck are they doing that? This is missing. <laughs> like he was just because he's not trying to get my my business. No, he's not attached to it. Yeah, no, he, and he's, he's completely objective. And he's like, yeah, friends and family, uh, free audit for you. I just I'll just yeah. talk and walk through it, dude. It's that's so insanely invaluable. Like that is, that co- that confirmed my suspicion of Google being mismanaged and underutilized. Yeah. but like, I already I know enough at this point after all these years. Like. That something's wrong. And that's mm. important. That's important. Like first-time founders, they don't have that knowledge and context, man.
1: No, they don't. And I'll, I'll be honest, like it's for, as much as everyone kind of slates on Twitter, on Twitter at times that, you know, it's people just kind of thump in the chest. Like if, if you genuinely get in there and ask meaningful questions of founders or, you know, people running agencies, and again, like just you very quickly figure out who is full of shit and who is actually worth talking to and worth listening to. Yeah. I mean, like that little Bluebird app has paid such dividends to me over the years. It is insane Insane. because exactly what you're talking about, like the, the people I have met, the connections I've made through that, that I have absolutely no right to have, you know, the, the, basically like the rooms I've been able to get into because of that app is ridiculous. Insane. Right. It is insane. There are so many people that have been so willing to just, like you say, just give of their time and just help. For, for no expectation. It's not transactional. They're not looking for a return. Like they are just
0: genuinely trying to do the
1: right thing and help someone else out. It's yeah. been
0: insane. This has helped like the, discovering this and me going through this today, like has made my wheels turn even more about like that group chat for head of growth. Or like, do we just do that? Do we like just do open up to founders and mm. like that under a certain revenue amount? And they can just get a free or very, very inexpensive gut check on these type of things, like a hundred dollars or $50. And they're in this like group of other people, like, and then we, like, we just answer questions and we just like, yeah, that's totally bogus. They're like, no, don't hire them. Like, here's four other people to check out. Like, I think that's insanely valuable. And like the, the value exchange is worth it because we get to like, do what we want of like providing help and guidance yeah uh and get a small bit of money back for our time and, and but it's also them knowing like they're committed to the business because mm-hmm. there's so many there's been also on the same side of the coin so many times they've given away time and free advice yeah. and those do, deep and they just didn't do anything with it yeah
1: so i, I, I think that's the most frustration ones. like i literally in my my twitter dms at this point this is not a brag like there are over a thousand dms and like i, I know there are people in there that genuinely, it, like if I had an hour to sit down with them, like we'd use it. And yet I've been so burnt by exactly what you're talking about, where I've gone on the call with someone like almost every week of like, yeah, have you done it yet? Like, no, like, why not? <laughs> like I just kept giving, kept giving, kept giving. And like, I just, I'll be honest, I kind of burnt out. Yeah. I just, I couldn't keep doing it. And yet when it, when I was then kind of getting more public with stuff and just talking to people more in public, like I just, I just started drowning. I, I could not keep up. So if you sent me a DM and I seem like a complete dick that has no reply, like I'm very sorry. <laughs> like, I'm genuinely just drowning. I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, it, uh, uh,
0: This is not a, a a hit piece on Tom. This episode, <laughs> but even even I sometimes takes a few days for Tom to get to me. And I host a podcast with them, so we like can't our <laughs> you are. And part of me is because my phone is dead. We have to use Twitter versus you know. I'm not, I'm not trying to. Oh, right, just, trying to, just trying to provide context for the, everyone. Yeah. Um, so, man, uh, this was amazing. This went way, a little way too long, but mm-hmm. I think it was like, pretty worth it to talk through all this stuff. And thanks for being so brave to give your estimates uh, like that. <laughs> you totally ruined me. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Not on purpose. Uh, not on purpose. But I, I, I even tried to give you, like... <laughs> Like, uh, before we hit record, like, hey, man, like, I found some pretty interesting shit.
1: Like, you, I, was you did, I, I, I didn't know if you were going to tell me, like, the bulk of it was going to come between, like, 60
0: and 90 days. I'm like, is he really throwing me off? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just, like, being being genuine, like, holy crap, man. So, uh, this is a good one. Appreciate your time, Tom. Appreciate you like. for listening. Uh, please go subscribe if you haven't yet and you're listening. Uh, please leave a review on Apple. Um, we're also on YouTube, so leave us a comment and we'll get back to you as well. DM us, even though we may not, Tom I may will not try. Will try. Tom will try. <laughs> Mention that you're listening to the podcast and show you you're go. trying. In the first line. It'll be a part of the filter. So my DMs <laughs> are open too. I know Tom's much smarter and sexier than me. So but I'm here, I'm here <laughs> for help as well. Um, <laughs> anyway, thanks for, uh, thanks for all this time and, uh, we'll see you next week.